Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Ademo. Praise God. So I'm bringing a word for you, captioned, Walking in the Destiny of Dominion. Walking in the Destiny of Dominion. Walking in the Destiny of Dominion. Praise God. I'm going to show you from God's Word today. It's like an introductory uh, message. It's the part one of the series. On Dominion series, we're going to be preaching. We preach Dominion in the first service, walking in Dominion. In the second service, we're talking about walking in the destiny of Dominion. Praise God. There are two, two different strands. Hallelujah. And we are going to see, uh, but today is just a foundation. Everybody say foundation. Foundation to the mystery of Dominion. Praise God. In Genesis 1.26, we see the eternal plan of God. We see the counsel of God concerning humanity. He had always wanted man to walk in dominion, to live a life of dominion, to stay in dominion. That was the plan of God for each and every one of us, to live a life of dominion. In Genesis 1.26, you can see when he was creating man, he let this plan out. He says, and God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Everybody say image. Say likeness. So God wanted us humans to look like him and to function like him. That image is talking about is not your body that I see. The image is talking about is in your spirit, in your inner man, the part of you I do not see. You are to look like God. Tell your neighbor today, if you are a child of God, you look like God. Come on, tell your neighbor, you look like God. You look like God. Tell your neighbor, do you believe you look like God? Yeah, some people find that hard to believe. But this is the scripture telling you, you look like God. You were created in his image. You look like God. You look like God. You look like God. You look like God. Why? Why? Genesis 1.26, he says, how are you created? You were created in his image and after his likeness. Likeness means to function. You function like God. That's how you were created, to look like him and to do things the way he does things. We're going to look at how he does things because God is a God of dominion. And when he's giving us dominion, we should understand how does he dominate? How does he rule? How does he stay in charge like dominion people should? So he said in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. He must have dominion in all these realms. This is the will of God from the very beginning. After he created you to look like him and do things the way he does things, he said, let him, let man have dominion. Let him have dominion. In what areas? Number one, over the fish of the sea. So in the sea, you have dominion. Over the fowl of the hair, 
in the air you have dominion over the earth number three over the cattle on the land number three over all the earth number four over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth number five you have dominion in all these realms what does it mean to have dominion dominion simply means to be in charge everybody say be in charge be in control God gave you an eye in the first instance when he created us. He gave you an eye dominion. He gave us permission to be in charge. To be in charge over every living thing on the earth. Man was in charge. Praise God. Dominion principles. There are about seven kingdoms. Do you know that? Praise God. The way the cattle... Excuse me, are plants living things? Are plants living things? Okay. When the cattle wants to eat the grass or wants to eat plants, when he wants to eat the greens, hello, does he collect permission from the greens? Sorry, I want to eat you. No. Why doesn't he con collect permission? Why? Because he has dominion over it. Our kingdom is the seventh kingdom that has dominion over everything. Everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I will not ask the cow for permission. Because I have dominion over it. Praise God. Do you understand that? That's why I will not have ask fish for permission. I have dominion over it. But for man, does man have dominion over man? No. That's wrong. That's error. You have dominion over the earth. You have dominion over sicknesses. You have dominion over diseases. That's why coronavirus doesn't have power over you. You have power over it. Are you listening to me this morning? It's in this principle of dominion. You have charge over it. Hello? Oh, you're all looking like me like strangers today. I'm telling you what the scripture is saying. Praise God. You have dominion. Come on, say it loud. I have dominion. Verse 28 puts it further. It says, you are to subdue the earth. In the part two, I'll be talking about that. The principle of subduing the earth and over everything on the earth. Dominion means to be in control, to be in charge. So God was telling man, you are in charge now. You are in charge of the earth. I have created the earth. I spoke the earth to existence. When I wanted light, light came. When I wanted the sea, it came. When I wanted fish, I put it there. When I wanted land, I created it. Now you, man, you are in charge over all my creation. You are in charge of the sea. You are in charge of the air. You are in charge of land. You are in charge over all my creation. And he put him there, be in charge of this garden. But something happened. As an act of disobedience, man lost his dominion. Man lost the authority he had over God's creation. He gave that authority to the devil. The devil became, came in, I mean, was in charge now. 
He gave it to the devil. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says the prince of this world, the king of this world. You see, he has blinded the minds of many that when the glorious gospel comes, they will not give their heart to Christ. Why? Because the prince of this world has blinded their minds. He's the prince of this world. He's the king of this world. That is the devil. How did he gain that authority? Man, after high treason, lost his authority to the devil. That is why the devil can rule on the earth. That's why he can release any disease, release any sickness, release anything, and there it goes. But I got good news for you. The first Adam lost it through disobedience. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, gained it by obedience. In Hebrews 5.8, the Bible says, Though he were a son, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. When obedience, when he went to the cross in obedience, what he did was he bought, he restored you and I back to the original state that we were in to have dominion. And ever since then, you have become a ch in charge. That is why you can't just tell disease to go away. You can't just tell sickness to go away. You can't just command things to go away. You have to do it in somebody's name. Whose name is that? I can't hear that name. Oh, you need to say it louder than that. Oh, you must say it with some level of confidence. In the name of Jesus. That's why he said all power in heaven, in earth, and underneath the earth. Remember the powers were transferred to the devil when, the end, when, when we as human beings through the first Adam lost it. Those powers were taken away. Those powers were his. But when Jesus went according to the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. Please understand this foundation today. When Jesus went to the cross, it's not just a movie. The reality of spiritual transactions took place. He had to go to hell to collect the keys of hell and death. He took authority away from the devil. Praise God. Revelations, are you there? I am he that liveth. And was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. That is why he said, All power. Everybody say, All power. In the heavens, in the earth, and underneath the earth has been given to me. So, in his name, we have salvation. In his name, we have liberty. In his name, we can command principalities and powers, devils and his cohorts, diseases and sicknesses, sin and its nature. We have dominion back in his name. Fortunately, in these last days and many days in the life of saints, we have not come to the consciousness and the reality of this truth. We have dominion over sin. But we keep, we keep on living a life of sin. We have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. But we keep on living a life of sickness and disease. Did you know cancer doesn't have dominion over you? You can take out cancer in Jesus' name. You can take out diseases and sicknesses in Jesus' name. That rude behavior of your child can be taken out in Jesus' name.
Your child going wayward can be straightened in Jesus' name. Do you know there is nothing we can't do in that mighty name? Praise God. Oh, you mustn't miss church this month. Because that authority is being restored back to you. You will live a life of dominion. It's not when we get into trouble, we go with our tail between our legs and looking for God. Oh God, you got to help me. You got to, if you don't help me, everything goes bad. If you don't help me, something. No, no, no. You live a lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. Lifestyle of dominion. There are certain things we do, certain things we don't do because we have been called to a life of dominion. We can't claim we have dominion and we participate with our enemy. The things he does. No. We won't be able to have dominion. We won't be able to be in charge. We won't be able to rule and reign. I'm not saying challenges don't come. I'm not saying sickness doesn't come. I'm not saying disease don't come. But when they come, you wrestle it to the ground. You overcome. You have dominion. You put them where it belongs. Under your feet because that's scripture i'm not saying temptation won't come i'm not saying temptation to sin won't come it will knock on your door every day but you gotta keep on reminding yourself you've made up your mind are you listening to me you are a child of dominion. He did not die for you and me in vain. He went to the cross to purchase your dominion back for you. Don't make that purchase useless. Don't make that purchase regardless. Don't make that purchase to be a non-entity because it's a reality. Hello? Whatever is not permitted in heaven, it's not permitted in your life. I will ask you a good question today. Is sickness permitted in heaven? Then it's not permitted in your life. Telling lies. Is it permitted in heaven? Then you stop telling lies. It's not permitted in your life. Are you listening to me? Living a life contrary to this word. Is it permitted in heaven? Then don't permit it in your life. It's what you are committed to. It's the lifestyle. This is the life we have chosen. Do you understand? He said the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. And this appearance teaches us to say no. Everybody say no. No to all ungodliness. It teaches us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present evil world. That's Titus Chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. That's what it says. We are called to live a life of dominion. I'm glad. You see, several years ago when I came across this truth, that this is the plan of God. I'm not trying to make it up. It's not a pastor trying to preach it up. It is what is in the heart of God. God looked at me several years ago and said, you should have dominion. And when the devil stole it away, when the devil took that dominion, Jesus on the way to the cross, even when it was not easy, he thought of me. Did you know that? He thought of you. He saw you were still coming up. He knew you were still going to show up. He thought of you. He said, I won't give up. I won't give up because he's got a son coming up called Dale. I won't give up because he's got a daughter called Oye. I won't give up because another daughter of his is called Angela. I won't give up because a guy is coming up who is going to marry Angela Kogbinga. He won't give up. 
He went to the cross because of you. That's why the Bible says, even when we were yet sinners, he died for us. He had settled it once and for all. Are you listening? Tell yourself, I choose a life of dominion. I'm not going back to the wall. I choose a life of dominion. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Thank you. So in Matthew 16, 18, we begin to see that this kingdom we belong to. Matthew 16, 18. Have you got it on the screen? It says, and I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this revelation, or upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. And I will give unto you what? The keys of the kingdom. I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. I will give you keys on how to operate in this kingdom. I will give you keys because he said in Revelations 3, 7 and 8, he says, I have the key of David. I can open a door no man can shut. I can shut a door and no man can open. I'm going to give you keys that will give you access. Access into the kingdom of God. Access. Access into greatness. Doors of promotion are there. If you don't have keys, you can't access it. Doors of greatness are there all over you. You can't access it. Doors of advancement are there. You need the keys. The keys are important. The keys must be in place. Are you listening to me? The keys must be in place. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. So Luke 11.52 tells us that... We need these keys in our lives. We need the key of knowledge. He said, warn to you lawyers, you have taken away the key of knowledge. This tells us that these keys that we need is knowledge of the truth. That you need the knowledge of the truth in specific areas of your life for you to access these doors that are before you. So what is this knowledge of the truth? As I begin to bring this message to a close. What is the knowledge of the truth that you need? Because he says you will know the truth and the truth will do what? It will set you free. Why do I need the truth of God's word? Because it brings light to every darkness. Anywhere the enemy is operating, Anywhere the enemy is in charge and is in control and having dominion, the spiritual word for it is darkness. Darkness. Isaiah 60, put it up. We'll do 1 to 3 and I will do verse 8. Isaiah 60, I want to show you from God's word this slide. Amen. Please, you're going to help me change this background for the next service. I can't read what's in front of me. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God is what? Is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. 
but the Lord shall, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen on thee. Now look at what is happening. Darkness is covering the whole world. Gross darkness, the people. That is, it's a thicker darkness when it comes to people. The whole world is filled with darkness, but people's lives will be covered with gross darkness. What is that? Oppression of the devil in the lives of people. Remember, in verse 1, it tells you, a child of God, to do what? To arise and shine. Why should you arise and shine? For your light has come, and the glory is risen upon you. How will light come? Because the only reason you can rise and shine in this month of dominion and the rest of your days, the only reason you are given permission to rise and shine is when your light comes. So how are you going to get light? Because that's the only permission you have. And listen to me, darkness does not listen to any other language but the language of light. That's only what puts darkness in its place. Sickness, disease, talk of any darkness in this world. Misfortune. Disasters. It only answers to the light of God's word. If I switch off the light in this room now, even though when light was around, you knew there were cheers here. But if we switch off the light and we ask somebody to walk from there to that door, you see... He won't be able to see the obstacles. And mostly what will happen is you begin to bang yourself on different chairs. On different, that is how life is. When you don't have the light of God's word, you will keep on running into problems. Keep on running into obstacles. You need light in this life. Light to have dominion. All the person needs to do that wants to walk from that door to the other door is to find light. Once there is light, he can find his way and get to his destination. That is how life is. Many of us, we have a picture of our destination, but we run into too many obstacles. Why? Because there is no light. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, in the next few weeks, I will be showing you how to come after this light. The light that will make life answer to you at a very cheap rate is going to be your portion in Jesus' name. Open your Bibles quickly to the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. This is vital. It is important. Very important. Because I tell you when God is done with you, when you begin to rise and shine, it says even kings will come to the brightness of your rising. Not mere men will you attract into your life. Because certain things will be taking place in your life that people will acknowledge that this has to be God. Isaiah 68 says, who are these that fly? Your life will be so colorful. Your life will be of the better. Your life will be so envious like the scripture says he says he wants to give you an enviable future a future that people will look at and say i want to be like him i want to be like her i want to be like him i want to be like her 
in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, say good amen. amen. Praise God. So I begin to bring it to a close now. Is this the second time I'm closing? Praise God. A good preacher closes three times. Don't quote me. All right. First John. First John. Is it first John I said? Yeah, first John chapter one. Let's start from verse one. That which was from the beginning. You see, everybody says it's from the beginning. It's not new. He said, that which is from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, with our hands have handled of the word of life. Wow. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. And we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was the Father and was manifested to us. Go on. That which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you, ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. I speak over somebody's life this awesome afternoon, that your joy will be full that you will have joy unspeakable, full of God's glory in the name of Jesus. In your home, there will be joy. In your marriage, there will be joy. In your finances, there will be joy. In your career, there will be joy. In your business, there will be joy. In raising your children, there will be joy. In the relationship between you and your spouse, there will be joy. Those of you who are not yet married, God will give you somebody joyful. If you believe that, say good amen. Now, why would there be joy? Listen, verse 5. This then is the message we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light. God is what? God is what? I can't hear you well. God is what? God is what? Oh, I can't hear you this afternoon. God is what? Light. So the light we are talking about is the word of God. God is light. Anytime what you are looking for when you are bringing light into the situation is God you are actually bringing into your situation. You go after God for that thing. He said, this is the message we have heard of him. We heard it from him. That he is light. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. God is light. Every darkness, the solution is light. And this is why the solution will never fail in light. Because God is Oh, say it one more time. God is? God is light. That light is God. So I need to invoke light on the situation that is like darkness around my life. And when I'm bringing the light, it is actually God I'm bringing into it. 
Again, it repeats it in verse 7. Because I'm rounding up, I don't want to go too deep into this. Verse 7, what did he say? But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light. In verse 5, what did he say about the light? God is light. In verse 7, what is he saying again? God is inside the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So in verse 5, he's telling us God is light. Verse 7, he's telling us God is inside the light. But the question still remains. If God is light, if God is inside the light, where do I get light? Where do I get light from? Glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. The word of God says in the book of Psalms, he said, the entrance of God's word brings light. You see, this book of the law, if you want to have dominion, listen to me very well. There is no shortcut about dominion. It's this word. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 19, he said, so mightily, Acts 19, 20, so mightily grew the word of God that this word prevailed. So mightily grew the word that he prevailed. There is no shortcut, ladies and gentlemen, go after this word. The entrance of God's word brings you the light we are talking about. The moment I locate the word of God on the issue, the moment I locate the word of God on the substance, the moment I locate the word of God on the matter, all matter cease after that. Because in the realm of the spirit, his word is the final authority. The Bible says heaven and earth can pass away. Not a word, not an iota of this word will go away unfulfilled. It has to work. The Bible says none of it will want itself. None of it will fail. That's the word. The entrance of his word gives light. Excuse me, if you are experiencing darkness, you, don't, you haven't located the word. That's all. That's why you say there's no mountain anywhere. Everybody's mountain is his ignorance. Lack of the word. When there's no word, there's no light. You can cry from now till tomorrow. God does not respond to tears. He responds to faith in his word. So your assignment this year and the rest of your days, make this word your best friend. Read it voraciously. Know every word of God concerning your life. It's a lifetime assignment. There are issues in my own life that I don't know the solution, but when I get into this word, light comes. Do you know the moment light comes, darkness always disappears? Because no darkness can withstand this world. He said the heavens and the earth will pass away. Not a jot, not an iota of this world will go unfulfilled. Isaiah 55 verse 11. He says, so shall my word be that proceed out of my mouth. It shall not return empty. It will not return void. It will not return 
empty until it has accomplished the purpose for which it has been sent. So in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, is there a challenge you are going to? Is there something that you should have dominion over? Listen to me as we are laying this foundation. All you need to do is to locate what the word of God has to say about the issue. Am I sick in my body? All I need to do is find the scriptures that says by his stripes, I am healed. Believe it, invoke it, declare it, and act on it. And that is it. It can go little by little. It can go step by step. It can move a little fast. But one thing is sure, you will get there. That's it. I've seen this word literally turn barren women into women of plenty. That we are begging them to stop now. That is enough. I've seen this word heal people of terminal sicknesses, terminal diseases. I've seen it do wonders. I've ever believed that it would be difficult for me too if I was not a living eyewitness. It would be difficult for me to believe. Let me end the story with the story of my friend. He was here, but he didn't finish the story with you guys. That's uh, my friend, Reverend Femi Oduwole. You still remember him? You, do you still remember Reverend Oduwole? Yeah, he was the one who preached the last message before the pandemic began. <laughs> Praise God. You remember that bomb preacher? He will tear the house down. You remember him? Okay. All right. It was just after university days. Um, well, unlike me, people like Femi went into full-time ministry. Immediately they left school. And he was preaching all over the world like he told you that day. And uh, he got this infection on his leg. And after having that infection, uh, he was in South Africa when the thing grew worse. So he had to get the next flight, flew home immediately. And when he got home, home I mean the, the country my wife was born in. I'm sure you know that. So he got there. And from the airport straight, he was, uh, he drove straight to the hospital. And when they got to the hospital, the discussion was not how to heal the leg. The discussion was on amputating the leg. It was a Christian hospital. It was a Holy Ghost hospital. If I mention the name of the hospital, you know some of us who are from that part of the world, you know the hospital. Because it's a Holy Ghost hospital field. They were not discussing with him. Say, okay, Reverend, this is what will happen. They were discussing the prosthetic leg that they were going to install on his leg. And say, well, sorry, uh, this and this, this and that. Uh, the next day was going to see a consultant not to examine the leg. It was to examine the leg for where they are going to amputate the leg. Because it's that bad. Now, you saw, you saw him. He came here. This is not a story I read. A story I had. Praise God. And the leg was so bad, truly. 
But <laughs> Femo said, oh, Reverend, uh, we call him Femo, you know. Femo said, okay. He said, doctor, of course, he's a believer too, a child of God. He said, can you give me some days? Do I have, ah, he said, no, Rev, we have to cut the leg as soon as possible because this is a very bad one. He said, okay, can I just have 48 hours? Give me 48 hours. He said, okay. He just put a glass of water in his present, brought out this word. I was speaking the word of God to the leg, speaking the word of God. In the middle of the night, wake up, the word, the word, the word, the word. The entrance of God's word gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. The word penetrate now. You are the one who created this bone. You created this flesh right now. Or a supernatural repairs begin to take place. In the name of Jesus, this is the flesh of my flesh, bone of my He went on, quoting the word, quoting the word, quoting the word. After 48 hours, <laughs> The same consultant consulting to cut the leg came back. He looked at the leg. He said, what happened? He said, anyway, it's you, Reverend. You have done your thing again. Praise God. In a nutshell, the word of God avoided amputation. Now, listen to me. It's not that it takes being a child of God away from him. If they amputate his leg, he will still have come with his prosthetic leg, praise God, and he'll still be living. Is that not so? Yeah. He doesn't take his salvation away. He's still a child of God. Will he walk around? Yes. Will he still be doing stuff? Yes. But it's your choice. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's your choice. Whether that is what you want, or you join them and say, Esera, Esera, what will be, will be. It's up to you. It's up to you. Are you listening to me? It's up. Many testimonies in this house. I can go on and go on. Praise God. Of God saving people at the brinks of miracle or disaster happen and they will not let the word of God go. You must learn how to invoke the light of God's word to have dominion. Are you listening? That's what he did. Because of the dominion mandate on his life, he knew the devil could not take his leg. He apologized to God. He was careless. Hello? For your leg to have gotten to that stage, you didn't take good care of it. He apologized. He was careless. That this shouldn't have, I shouldn't have moved to this stage. But it has happened. But you know, God, I hold on to your word. And that leg was restored. You saw him walk with his two feet here. Didn't you see him? Praise God. That is what the word of God can do. Rise up on your feet like a champion today. Dominion mandate. The destiny of dominion is yours. Lift up your hands to Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street. St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.